Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Sean, Karen, how you guys doing? We're doing okay. Ready to rock. How are you guys? I'm not a Matt. Well, I'm great, and we have a special guest, actually a returning guest. He's a part of the Two Black Guys with a Good Credit family. His name is Alex Guerrero. Alex is an economic development practitioner based in Los Angeles. Basically, that's a fancy way of saying he's our resident expert on the CARES Act, on SBA loans, on PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program. So we brought him on today to discuss some of the things to look out for. There's a lot of fraud going on, and there's just some things that maybe people aren't fully aware of. So Alex is going to set the record straight, pull your coattail, let you know some things you should be concerned about. You want to make sure you're doing this right if you're taking out any SBA loans or PPP loans. So let's get into it. I'm ready. Thank you. Awesome. There's a lot of it. So the Federal Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, was established by the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security CARES Act, it provided a total of $934 billion in funding to companies impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Yep, and as of September 2020, Congress had had already identified billions of dollars in suspect loans under the PPP, Matt. People out there doing some illegal, fraudulent crap. Mm. And in the months since, the U.S. Department of Justice, the DOJ, has continued to pursue fraud investigations targeting PPP loan recipients recipients across the country. It's crazy out there. It's the wild, wild west, guys. That is terrifying. This reminds me of our episodes with Tax T. Tammy, where she keeps telling us that the IRS 
not can but will get else <laughs> the long arm of the law so <laughs> of course there's fraud of course there's all kinds of stuff so a little background on all this is that when the first round of funding under ppp opened in april 2020 last year the response was super overwhelming i mean you guys remember like you know small businesses really needed this as like a lifeline and the original allocation of 349 billion dollars was depleted in 13 days <laughs> isn't that wild and the problem did you go is, shopping, Karen? What'd you say? Did, did I go did you feel shy? <laughs> that was a fraction of my shopping bill. <laughs> so the problem is that there was limited oversight and limited eligibility criteria. So the, that combination of factors made this a prime target for fraud. Of course, of course, the first thing people are gonna do is figure out how to how to you know in fraud it. So what happened was these banks were the issuers of these loans. Okay. So the banks issued billions of dollars in fraudulently obtained SBA backed loans and the DOJ and the Department of the Treasury quickly realized that they had to take a more aggressive approach to prevent fraudulent forgiveness requests and recovering as many fraudulent obtained loans as possible, which is a little bit like, you know, uh, you know, do it first, ask permission later kind of a thing. Um, so it sounds like this is kind of a them problem or turning into an us problem. And so while the U.S. Department of Treasury focused on auditing all PPP loans of $2 million or greater, um, it's also going to spot check smaller PPP loans. And the DOJ did not choose to limit its focus in that way. So instead, the DOJ undertook to prosecute any and all cases of apparent PPP loan fraud. So if you thought you were being shady before, now's the time to buckle up and fix it. So let's get Alex in here. Yeah, so let me let me back up to a year ago when I started to help people with PPP and, and other CARES Act um, funds, right? And what I heard a lot early on when I would ask them, you know, the, the, those that were applying, what I would hear was, you know, so-and-so, my friend, got like five times that amount. And I was like, I can't answer about your friend. And they would say, we have similar financials. And I was like, look, I'm looking at your financials. This is what you qualify for. Al Capone went to prison for tax evasion, not murder. We don't want to be messing with the federal government, man. You're going to be able to sleep at night. And I got a lot of people over the hump when they were asking me. They never asked me to do anything shady, but they were asking why their friends had gotten so much money, right? And so, um, you know, what? some of the things I asked for were tax returns. I asked for all the documentation, even before the banks were asking, even before, um, uh, you know, what, what Karen was talking about, how they, they fixed some of the fraudulent stuff and they put in some more bells and whistles into it. I was asking for documents that I thought they should have been asking for. And people that I was helping were saying, why did you ask me for my tax returns? Nobody else asked me for that. You know, John Doe got a PPP without even submitting tax returns or submitting this or that or the other thing. But you know, I was trying to stay tight from the beginning because I knew just knowing I've been in federal government world and grant world, they'll come back and start asking questions. And that's where we are now. And, and there's people going to prison now. They've already been convicted no. a year later. It's not that they're being charged. It's they're going to prison. Yeah. You know, the crazy thing that's happening now, and I've seen it from people coming because I teach financial literacy and finance. The crazy thing that's happening is that people are coming to me asking me for advice about things that are fraudulent and it and you know and it's amazing that what's happening out there and not people don't know that there's paper trails of this stuff they may not you know you it may take years before they find out about you but these are federal offenses and you know i spoke to alex and matt over the weekend i said we just need to bring this type these type of issues to people's attention because they're not realizing the implications of what they're doing even you know people that you trust that you've used for years like your ag your accountants 
they may be the one misleading you on a path that you don't even understand, you don't even know is considered fraudulent. People are also desperate, you know, Sean. I mean, I'm talking to, and you're talking, we're all talking to business owners who have zero revenue coming in. They can't, they can't pay rent. They, they can't get, you know, they can't, they can't buy food. They can't pay their mortgage. You know, desperate times, people do desperate things. And I get that too, but they're going to get caught. Well, the, the U.S. Attorney General um, basically had this to say about all this. And I quote, to anyone thinking of using the global pandemic as an opportunity to scam and steal from hardworking Americans, my advice is simple. Don't. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, that was the acting assistant attorney general, General Nicholas McQuaid uh, of the Justice Department Criminal Division. So he also said, no matter where you are or who you are, we will find you, prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law. I mean, that is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> there is right. nothing more terrifying than hearing the government say it's going to do scary government things to people. And ruin your life forever. I mean, that's going to follow you. Exactly. Not to say you're going to have to pay everything back with interest. And you're like, like, like Alex was saying, you're ruined forever. I mean, even there was a former mayor candidate charged with obtaining fraudulent $323,000 in PPP loan. According to the Department of Justice, the former candidate submitted fraudulent loan application, including fictitious tax rec records on behalf of a nonprofit in which she claimed the organization was paying 54 employees. However, the DOJ alleges that the nonprofit in the, had the nonprofit had no paid employees prior prior, and it further alleges that the former candidate used the PPP funds to pay for a swimming pool and cover other personal expenses. So, so basically, in a nutshell, we have examples of politicians doing doing fraud. We have tax preparers being charged with fraudulent uh, application, submitting fraudulent loan applications. We have young young adults. Sub, uh, submitting fraudulent loan applications. Mm -hmm. And like Karen just said, it's scary when you hear what the government is saying they will do. Alex, talk, let's talk about the types of fraud to look out for during COVID-19. So, Well, there's one. I mean, they had phantom employees. You know, when, when, when I help a business apply for a PPP, I want to make sure that whoever's looking at this application on the other side is, is it makes it obvious that we have employees. So there's certain backup that we put in there. So there's one, I, I think they've already stopped that one, that one type of fraud, which is applying without giving evidence that you have employees. That's terrible. That's such a miss on behalf of the federal government, you know, to come out of the... What were they thinking? You know, the federal government under the best of circumstances knows that fraud is rampant. You know, people commit tax fraud or, you know, whatever, on, on insurance or in, it doesn't matter, you know, state benefit fraud or whatever. What were they thinking? Making well, I'm not blaming the government because I understand they had to respond quickly and they couldn't get all their ducks in order because people needed the money. So I'm not even going to put the blame on them. We're talking about the federal government that has almost unlimited it was time sensitive, it was time sensitive. The right way. They this is not their first rodeo we're talking about the government they have armies of lawyers the best talent in the entire world people where covid pandemic hit rapidly people needed money they didn't want the economy to collapse so they put the money out there i don't blame them they know, didn't say, i blame them they didn't have to be accountable sneaky as americans weren't going to think to make up employees they didn't think that for the second right out the gate people were going to figure out a way i'm not saying they did but they said the money would do more good than bad and the people out there i'm you know like i said this show to me is about letting people know that hey if you're gone if you've gone down that lane of fraudulence or you know people around you it's time to alert them because there's going to be paper trails you know one of the big types of fraud in the paycheck protection program is people like alex just said inflating their payroll expenses um, making false doc uh, documentations. And guess what? Like I have a friend 
where I know their accountants are getting involved in this as well. They're signing mm. off on fraudulent documents. And this is what, you know, the DOJ is looking out for people like that, especially the people that are getting back ridiculous um, amounts of loans. And how are you going to justify it? Alex, is it public or, or have they made like public like perp walks of like in, people getting arrested for this? Are they like publicizing the people that are going down for this? <laughs> yes. Yes. And they're showing they're talking about the scams or giving a lot of details of it. They have plugged those holes. But, you know, Sean just read some examples that a mayoral can candidate, you know, who got arrested. There's and there's a lot of stories of the excess where then they take the money. Uh, after they've they've falsified the documents and then start buying Lamborghinis and stuff, so that ain't sitting too well. That's true. That we've got pictures of Lambos. We got pictures of all of that. We got pictures of South Beach. We got all that stuff. I'd like to comment on something real quick, which is that, you know, my heart has broken it several times through the last year. The first time was when the PPP ran out and the money ran out. Right. And, you know, and then to look back and to think that the pot then was exhausted because people were stealing from it basically breaks my heart because I was the one talking to the small business, the onesies, twosies, the plumbers, the housekeepers, the pizza parlors saying they've run out of money and we didn't get this done in time as we're trying to create their documents or get their accountants to file the taxes or, you know, we're trying to figure out how to provide evidence that they have employees, you know, all this stuff. And, and it just, it, it angers me, you know, because it wasn't like, it wasn't like they were just stealing the money and the federal government lost out is they were stealing the money and they took from the pot and some of the people that we represent didn't get theirs early on. In terms of like people who were like, should, should you have an expert or some sort of a, I don't know, an account, a professional, professional help when you're signing up for these. I specifically remember a conversation with a friend of mine talking about how easy it was to get this money and the way they were talking about it. I feel like they're going to be one of these people who are headed down a path where they, Oh, I didn't know I had, I don't know. It just seems, like it's easy to get, but maybe there's stuff that's easy to miss on how you're well, supposed to handle it. Like, you know, honestly, there's so much fraud going on. Like I know I've heard of barbers recruiting people to apply for PP loans through certain accountants and the accountants are just feeing the hell out of them, overcharging them for fees. I know somebody that got approved for a $3,400 loan and the account was charging $700 to do that. And I personally had to speak to the accountant and say, I don't think the government's intention was for the accountants to get to, to, charge exorbitant fees to their clients to do a 10 minute application, mm. you know, and then I've no, I've also heard of then that same account was recruiting, going to barbers to get them to recruit more people to come to and one of her spouse got approved for a hundred thousand dollar loan and the accountant took $10,000 in fees. So there's innocent people out there trying to do the right thing that, Oh, that overwhelmed by the application or really don't know what it's about because they're small business people who may not understand it. And, they, and then these professionals are just, you know, overcharging them and feeing the hell out of them. So there's like many different types of fraud happening, you know, at different levels. Can I just tell you something? Cause I want to make sure everybody out there listening hears me say this, which is I hear, and I do this for a living. I hear bicycle shop owners say to me, they are experts in what they do, but they don't understand finance. And I hear community doctors who are, are, are in our clinics say to me, I'm an expert on what I do. I think I'm smart, but I don't understand finance. So it's across yeah. the whole spectrum. Nobody understands this stuff. So yeah, to answer your question, Sean, somebody that can help that's legit, uh, the SBA has certain uh, grant recipients like the Women's Business Center. If you guys Google Women's Business Center or SBDC, these are, these are organizations that are there to help for free 
walk mm. you through all this stuff. And I think that would be the best bet for somebody who doesn't understand it. I think maybe there's the assumption that this is going to be different than um, other kinds of, you know, because it's such an emergency sort of like stopgap measure that it was going to be different than like tax preparation or something, which you do outsource, you know, even if you use a TurboTax kind of thing, like I still use the software to file my taxes. You know, I don't think I can just understand tax law and do it myself. Well, another kind of fraud that has run rampant over the last year is called economic injury disaster loans, EIDL. So, and what that is, is, um, you know, the DOJ is now focused on this EIDL program and that was going to provide loans to small businesses, agricultural and nonprofit entities. And what happened was <laughs> fraudsters targeted the program by applying for EIDL advances and loans on behalf of ineligible newly created, maybe shell, maybe non-existent businesses, and then diverting the funds for illegal purposes, which I guess is kind of the through line of fraud in general. Yeah, they've really tightened that up as well. I mean, that did happen. Again, same, same people I was helping were saying to me, why are you asking me for my tax returns? You know, eventually the SBA came back and asked us for, you know, once we got funded with, I, with EIDLs, they asked us for a lot of that stuff. They asked us for meeting minutes. They asked us to comply with the note, you know? And so they, they've tightened it all up. You know, you have to submit tax returns at this point with, with your application. How about unemployment insurance fraud? Have we, have we touched on that at all? What are your thoughts on that, Alex? I think it's terrible. I don't understand how they're doing it because I don't represent anybody in that world. That's really kind of so self kind of, you know, you go online and you do it. So yeah. I, I, I know that they exist. I see it in the paper. I don't know what the scam is. I was going to say that, that like more than $860 billion in federal funds has been appropriated for uninsurance for, for unemployment insurance benefits through September of this year. And early investigation analysis indicate that organized crime groups have targeted these funds using stolen identities to file for benefits. Um, there's just a lot of fraudsters, as Karen used the term, it reminds me of hipsters, I'm sorry. So there's <laughs> domestic fraudsters ranging from identity thieves to prison inmates. Lots of different ways that they're doing unemployment insurance fraud. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. why when there's money out there like that, and this we'll look back in this time in history to see that, you know, there's gonna be people trying to take advantage of, of what the government's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, once again, I'm in I'm on the side of the government. I, I know what they were trying to do. They overthought it and put so many hurdles in. They may not have rolled it out as quickly as they did, but we as citizens need to be responsible, understand, like Alex said, when you're taking from this pot you're taking from somebody that may really need it, you know? Mm. <clears throat> so I guess it goes to the question, what do we think recipients need to know? You know, given the DOG's effort to target PPP loan recipients as well as the substantial risk of criminal prosecution in these cases, what do PPP loan recipients need to know or people in general need to know? Oh, your baby's so cute. Thankfully, oh. the, the men and women, the entrepreneurs that I have helped in underserved communities all have been in agreement with me from the beginning, which is if we can't show evidence of it, we're not reporting it. And they're like, yes, like we don't need that problem. So thankfully, I don't know what it is with, you know, some of the poorer people that, that, uh, that they're like, yeah, I don't need any more problems. I'd rather just not have it than, than to lie and cheat, you know? So I love that. Yeah. And you know, that's speaks to sort of what the, what's kind of the obvious question is like, can this be unintentional, you know? And it looks like the Department of Justice is prosecuting PPP loan recipients 
who are accused of both intentionally and unintentionally committing fraud. So that's kind of the scary part, you know, like I know how easy it is to, we all know how easy it is to kind of mess up a, <laughs> a document or whatever. That's why we need people like you, Alex, to help people do this professionally because it's hard and confusing. I can imagine someone thinking they want to do it on their own and, um, and screwing it up and getting into trouble, which is so, so scary, you know? And, uh, it, you know, while demonstrating this lack of intent, you can prove that you didn't mean to defraud the government. It might be enough for them to not prosecute you criminally in some cases, but fraud is fraud and unintentional fraud is still fraud and it's still a civil offense um, under the False Claims Act and other federal statutes and the federal government can come after you whether you meant it or not. True. With jail too, like from what the attorney general said, they're not just slapping you on the wrist, they're playing hardball. So this is not to be played with unintentional, intentional or not, folks, you better make sure you dot your I's and cross your T's. Don't don't play around. Um, it's got kind of on both sides, like Sean talking about the people who are targeting people and maybe with the um, um, gouging them with, oh, I'll, I'll help you fill this out and charge you an exorbitant amount of money. You got to watch out for them. But on your own, you got to do your research and make sure like Alex, you mentioned that 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 free service, like look out for for ways you can you know, get help and ask questions before you dive in thinking you're getting free money. Yes, 100%, because they're, right. they're going to steer you down the wrong path. Right. And I mean, look, unlike Sean, I do blame the government somewhat. I think that they are in a position to, that they should have set this up better from the, from the get go. It's 2021. You know, they've been governmenting for a long time. But at the same time, if you think you're going to get free money out of the federal government and then just go about your life, then, you know, you deserve a little slap on the wrist, don't you? That's that's a little bit silly of you. The government doesn't play. Well, Alex, how about loan forgiveness? Let's talk about that. The PPP loan forgiveness, uh, it requires a certain, it requires a, a certification of compliance. Uh, so in order to avoid re, re, repaying loans, talk about how that works. So it's on hold as we speak today because they're rethinking how it's going to work. And they, they put it on hold last week, okay? But... Prior to last week and what I anticipate the future is going to hold is if, if you received a PPP for less than $50,000, you're going to be able to go onto the same portal where you got the money. So that's your bank or an online lender. And you're going to be able to self-certify that you use those funds for one of the requirements, which is either paying uh, employees uh, or, or utilities or rent in a few other categories. So you'll be able to self-certify it. If it's over $50,000, you're gonna to have to submit evidence. And so I just did one with somebody, we submitted payroll records, right? Straight from paychecks. And that got accepted by the SBA. So again, it's on hold at the moment, but but I think it's gonna be something similar to that. Can, can, you be, you. can you be an employee of one? Can you pay yourself if you're like doing yes. a business? Yeah, you you're the entrepreneur. Yeah, and you can actually, you can actually be the only, you can be the only employee ever and receive a PPP through your Schedule C. So you can be a gardener if you file the Schedule C, a housekeeper, which I've helped, and, and get one if you have a Schedule C. And by the way, they just changed the rules on that Schedule C, the Biden administration. So before, we were doing the calculation on the bottom line number after all the deductions. Now we're doing the calculation on the top line number, which you can see if you made $80,000, we're going to calculate it on 80000 as opposed to after all your deductions and you've got left with 100 bucks at the end that you pay taxes on. So that's a, that's that's good news for for, uh, but, for all of us. Just to let people know, um, the penalties are this as this is harsh if you're committing fraud on the PPP loan forgiveness as well. So just so you're aware of that, you know, don't think that if you're committing a fraud, if you falsify the documents, you you got more forgiven than you should have. 
and they find out that it's not going to lead to prosecution. That's where you and, go and, by and, the Lambo. That's those and, guys. And even if even if you valid, even if, <laughs> if you even if you've received your loan, um, if you received your loan, it was illegal, but you did the f loan forgiveness illegal. You will be charged. So just to be you know, just to let people know of that too, because some people are trying to find ways and get we're getting getting out of repaying and committing like falsified documents. So they're coming after you in that way as well. You know, the DOJ is targeting all types of loan and recipients. The DOJ is targeting individuals and businesses and PP loan fraud investigators, and it's targeting those who receive loans of all sizes. Before they were going after the big boys, but they're going after every and everybody that's committing some type of fraud. So if you think you're gonna hide under you know, if you're going to if you're going to be able to hide because you didn't get such a big payout, they can come after you. Well, look, if you really screwed up, then you should be scared. <laughs> it sounds like. But there's also a variety of outcomes. So you're not necessarily going to jail. Um, the outcomes can be from no liability to full prosecution for multiple federal criminal offenses, which I mean, uh, uh, how terrifying. But civil settlement is in some cases also possible. So if a business owner or an individual is faced with a DOJ investigation that alleges PPP fraud, um, you're going to need to carefully assess your risk of this kind of conviction, what you're liable for, and build a defense. You're going to have to hire a lawyer. No more doing it yourself. <laughs> and can't self-submit self a defense. You're going to have to build a defense with a professional that's tailored to the specific circumstances and allegations at hand and, and lawyer up real quick. Alex, have any of the people you've worked with or have you dealt with anyone firsthand who was under investigation for anything? No, none. Okay. So, so clean. And you know, They've, they've come back because I've, I've stayed in touch with them because, you know, there's been second rounds of the program and all that. And they're just they're really happy that they did it the right way. You know, they're just now that the emergency is kind of starting to get behind us a little bit. Everybody's working a little more. They've gotten those those funds. They're super happy they did it the right way. Got it. Nothing keeps you up at night than thinking more than thinking the government can get you. Somebody's going to bust your door down. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Man. You better you better be quickly able to access that Lambo you bought and drive off as fast as you can. For real. <laughs> That's right. So, Alex, like you said, you, you luckily have not dealt with anyone who's under DOJ investigation. But but let's just talk about that for the for anyone who might find themselves under investigation. Immediate defensive action is necessary. You know, individuals and companies targeted in PPP loan fraud investigations should engage federal defense counsel promptly. Mm. And they should work with their counsel to build a sound defense strategy. In many cases, it will be possible to avoid facing charges with a proactive approach. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, listen, the, the, and I've, I've, I've done a lot of living. I've seen a lot of things go down in my life. The only way is if you liquidate everything and show up with your lawyer to court to say, I'm going to write you guys a check for mm -hmm. almost all of it or all of it or whatever. And give me another 30 days to sell the rest of my stuff because I'm coming to the table with the money. That's the only way. Really? Yeah, they ain't, ain't no payment arrangements, nothing. Maybe they make payment arrangements. You better show up with a substantial amount of the money you stole. That's so you how can't they see it. You can't hit them with the I'll gladly pay you Tuesday. Yeah. Or him. No, no, no. <laughs> and they don't think you made an error or any of that. They say you stole this money. So that's how that is. Oh my God, how terrifying. I mean, but you know what? If, if you're sitting there on your Lamborghini, what are you doing? <laughs> people are dying. People are starving. People are losing their jobs. You deserve to have a little, you deserve to have kind of a year of panic ahead of you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. what, what, about, what about, and, and I could be off base on this, but I know when like the first round of all this came and like 
like back when the pandemic and the, and the lockdown first happened and there was a lot of uh, blowback because major corporations got uh, a lot of the money. Are, are any of those, are, are there corporate uh, cases that are, where people are getting uh, in trouble or, or is it mostly just the individual regular, the little guy? So let me tell you, I really thought that was all politics when that all went down, you know, like when they were talking about, and I'm no fan of Jared Kushner and all those dudes and all that. And people were like, Jared Kushner's tenants are getting PPPs. And I'm like, did they qualify? Like if they legitimately qualify, that's what this is all about, you know? And so um, I never had a problem with Ruth's Chris and all that taking PPPs. I think they gave it back. A lot of people gave it back because they didn't want the optics of it. Right. They didn't want, they didn't, they don't want to be like living with that negative press, but um I, I have not personally, and I'm not in big corporate world. I'm in the onesies and twosies, as you know. So I'm not aware of any legitimate corporation that we know of that Got that, that committed fraud. I have not. I seen was just that. curious if, like, yeah. you know, like Jeff yeah. Bezos needed a a, a, a uh, little uh-huh. alone. <laughs> but even if he did, I mean, you know, even if some of those guys did, if those were the rules, they followed the rules. A lot of those guys, the Los Angeles Lakers gave their money back. Got you it. You know. But they, 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 you know, shit, if anybody, they should have gotten one. So the moral of the story is follow the rules, people, whether you're a big corporation or the little guy, follow the rules. And just a little insight to some of the rules. So, you know, as far as fees being charged, there should be half a percentage fee on loans below $350,000. So if you qualify for a loan below $350,000, your accountant legally cannot charge you more than half a percentage point. There's a 0.3 percentage fee on lows between 300, $350,000 and $1 and $2,000,000 <laughs> and a 1% fee on loans between $2,000,000 and $1 and higher. So if you feel if your accountant or your tax preparer or somebody did this for you is charging you more than half of 1% in fees, then once again, they're committing a fraud as well. They're taking money that's rightfully yours as a small business owner or a business owner in general and putting it in their pockets. And like I said earlier, that was not the point of these loans. You know, I've heard of an example through the grapevines, great grapevines, Matt, that, you know, I know I heard of somebody who I don't know who's seven degrees of death separation from me, who's hearsay, that, you know, got qualified for $800,000 loan and, and had to pay the people that made it happen for him 300000 of that. And he received 500000 What? That's and and when he got ever. it, he didn't know what to do with it, you know. And these are the things that's happening out there. People are just jumping at the opportunity. But even if that money was legal, who in their right mind is going to take an eight hundred thousand dollar loan that you have to pay back and only get five hundred thousand out of it? And mm-hmm. these people walked away with three hundred thousand. These are the type of things that made me upset and say we need to, you know, somewhat whistleblow and 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 bring this thing to light so people don't know. Because people that don't know and never had this large sum of money before are just being taken advantage of. And like Karen said earlier. It's intentional or unintentional, people. Even if you didn't intend to fraud the government, if you frauded the government, you're just as guilty as somebody that intended to fraud the government. Very important to understand that. And there's, it's not just uh, lenders, right? Not just banks or whatever. There's also agents. So agents are accountants, lawyers, consultants, whoever, people who help you prepare your application for financial relief under PPP. And they're entitled to fees, but under a certain structure. So it's 1%. On loans below three hundred fifty thousand dollars, point five percent on loans between three hundred fifty thousand and one dollars and two million, and then a point two five percent fee on loans between two million one dollars and higher. So if you're paying any more than that to somebody, you're being defrauded. Wow. Well, 
you may, if, if you feel like you've been defrauded by some fraudsters, that's my new word, um, <laughs> you can report fraud, waste, mismanagement, or misconduct involving SBA programs or employees either online or by calling the Office of the Inspector General, OIG, at area code 800-767-0385. I feel like I'm doing a commercial. You can call, again, the Office of the Inspector General. If you feel like there's been some fraud, you can call 800-767-0385. Write that down if you feel like you, if it, if it applies. Right. And we're rooting for you. We want you to get your PPP. We want you to be all settled and happy. We don't want you to even have to pay back. We want it forgiven for you. We want only good things. But this fraud thing's crazy. If you're defrauding people, we've got our fingers crossed for you that you fix it. <laughs> and if you've been defrauded, call somebody. Alex, one one, one last question from me. Like I, I've heard of the, the grant uh, side of this. Is, is that something that's for the average, the regular, little, the little guy, are there... Are there real grants out there where, where people can just apply and not have to worry about these fraudulent loans? Okay, so in, in California, uh, we have a grant program. We're in the third round of a four-round process. Uh, loans, uh, sorry, grants from 5000 up to 25000 depending on what your gross revenues are, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that. Okay, now you brought it up. Something opened up today with the federal government called the Shuttered Venue Operation Grant, okay? That is for the concert industry, music industry, movie theaters, booking agents, right? Um, that, will, that is a straight grant. That is 45% of your gross revenue, unless there's a pass-through. So if you're an agent, you gotta subtract what you pay to the artist, right? And so that is gonna be free money if you use it per your submitted budget. So that's free money. There is a grant. And that's there. California. That's, or is that, that, in that, that's national. That's out of the SBA. The Shuttered Venue Operation Grant is out of the SBA. It started this morning. So if you're a club owner, if you're a movie theater, if you're a playhouse, an opera, uh, you know, a promoter, what, whatever, you know, a booking agent, if, if that's your industry, if you, can, if you can provide evidence of it, you can get a grant, free money. We just got an exclusive here, people. You heard it here first on Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Uh, as long as I'm there, can I can I talk about another quick program? I should sure. recap a few things. Opening May 30th, May 30th, the Restaurant Revitalization Fund through the SBA also. That's going to be targeted. That's extra help, some grant component, some lending component to the restaurant industry, which has also been uh, heavily hit. Going back to the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, that's available to you if you have not gotten one until December 31st, so go out and get one. If you have gotten one, look in your inbox, in your email, starting right now. They are taking requests for you to increase your loan. So they'll, they'll look at giving you more money without more documents. They already have the 29 documents. And last two things, Sean, if you have not gotten a PPP, apply. You have until May 31st. If you got your first one, you're eligible for your second one. But again... You have until May 31st. So get on all these things while the getting's good. Okay, Alex, hold on for a second. Don't give them all the info. We got to take a quick break. So everybody, more with Alex Guerrero giving us all this info on loans, grants, PPP, and things to look out for here on Two Black Guys with Good Credit. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Black guys. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Today we are joined by Alex Guerrero. We are discussing PPP and SBA loans, and actually some of the things to look out for, some of the fraud and all that. All right. Well, thank you, Alex. You gave us a lot of great information and some new exclusive information. So everybody, I hope you're taking notes, take advantage of the uh, the lessons, follow the rules, and uh, hopefully this is helpful. But thank you, Alex. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. I love coming on. And, you know, just a side note, because when we're off the show, we always talk about music and culture and all that. I am so saddened that the rappers that are the soundtrack of my life are passing away. And it just hurts my heart to see them go so young. So to DMX, Shock G, and to Black Rob, rest in peace. Rest in peace. I'm with you on that. Respect yeah. and rest in peace to all of those hip-hop giants. Um, and and this, this brings us to the close of April, which is Financial Literacy Month. So we hope this episode helped everyone who was maybe confused about uh, the rules and what's going on with these loans and with these grants. So I hope that changed your outlook. Like I always say, nothing changes if nothing changes. I'm Matt Smith for Two Black Guys with Good Credit, and I'm out. And I'm Karen Margolis, a third of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. I almost choked on my outro. <laughs> um <clears throat> And uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, let us know what you think or if you've had any kind of experience with PPP weirdness or how your small business is going or thriving or not um, at TBGW 
G C <laughs> at gmail.com. I got to think through the whole name of the show every time. <laughs> Send us an email. I know that's usually Sean's last word, but I'm going to tell you guys now. Hit me up. Karen Margolis on everything. K-E-R-E-N-M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S. And we'll talk to you guys next time. And I'm Sean Linda, the better half of two black guys with good credit. And on a serious note, I just want to say, you know, I've seen it so happen so many times in life where people at one moment define them in a negative way. Don't let these loans define you and affect you for the rest of your life in a negative way where you have something that, you know, could have been avoided and you were greedy because the money is not worth it. I don't care how much you're getting, how much you're told you're getting. If you know there's fraudulent activity around it and it's not adding up to what you know to be true, do not let this moment define you because not only will it define you, it will define your family, your children, your loved ones will all be affected by this one, what I would say, greedy um, mistake. So this is why the importance of doing this show, please, people, it's not worth it. Um, yeah. So I just like saying, and on another note, um, I think I'm, we're going to be starting a clubhouse soon. And this may be the topic. So I'll invite Alex and Karen and Matt to all join in on a clubhouse conversation that we can have with our listeners. You can follow me on clubhouse, um, Sean Linda, and maybe we'll chop it up and hear what you guys have to say about what's going on in this. I think it's a great intro topic for our clubhouse show. Don't you guys think? Definitely. So Absolutely. look out Look out for that. Probably try to wrap it up. Maybe a week after this show is aired, we'll try to do a clubhouse on this same topic. So take care, good people. We have two black guys with good credit. Love you. And, you know, we don't want you guys to be listening to our show behind in federal prison. Okay? <laughs> Gracias. Gracias. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.